0: Well hello everyone, Shrapnel here, saying thank you for listening to Battletopia Stories podcast. If you enjoyed this, then subscribe for regular stories. If you want to see more, I'd love to see you over on my YouTube or my Insta, hashtag Battletopia Stories. Remember, please support the artists and publishers so they can keep creating the content we all love. And I'll see you all on the next time. Bye! The final game by Rita S. Knight. A Battle Corpse Story. Read by Shrapnel. Solaris City, Solaris 7, Freedom Theater, Sky Province. Lyran Alliance, 20 July 3065. My name is Dara. I was born and raised on Solaris 7 and I've been trying my whole life to get off this damn planet. I know I won't make it. Just as sure as I was born here, I'll die here. I didn't need that crazy old witch last week to tell me what I already knew. But it's good to have it confirmed. Worth every dollar I spent on that reading. It's good to be right every once in a while. You need it. I pull up my old, worn, greasy, dark blue pants. The ones with the patches at the knees and settle them on my hips then slip my feet into my worn red sneakers. No socks today. To one side of the front door is the little curtained-off closet. I get my grey cotton sweater and pull it on from the metal hanger. I look at the old nubby thing, hold it to my nose and take a sniff. Not the freshest, but it's good enough for today. I pull it on, I make sure the buttons are done up, roll up the cuffs. It wouldn't do for them to be dragging the dirt and whatever else was on the floor at work. Looking at the time, I realized that I'd better get a move on, or I'll be late for my shift. So I quickly make my bed, and the floorboards beneath my feet creak and moan a little as I move around the room. I take a look around at my small, tidy one-room suite. It's still dark outside, but the one bare light bulb in the middle of the little 10 by 10 room manages to chase some of the gloom away. The walls are bare and could use a good washing, but I'm proud of my little room. It isn't much but I think I've done a good job of putting things together. I have an old futon mattress, a double, on the floor in the corner by the little window. It's covered with a clean sheet and a faded flowered bedspread. Smells a little musty, but not too bad. On the other side of my window is a little half table, pretty scarred up from when I bought it, but with a blue and white dish towel covering it, it works just fine. I even have a chair made of real wood that I sit on at the table and have my meals while I look out my window. I even have a little hot plate set on the counter in the corner next to the sink across from the window. That's one of the reasons I took this room, because it had a window. You can look out and actually see a tree. I like trees, but here in the city, they're hard to come by. I look at the old fashioned picture in a silver frame on my table and pick it up. My sister sent it to me. It's of her and her daughter, my whole family. My niece is five now. I've never met her. My sister was the smart one, and pretty too. I'm glad at least she got out. Last night, I left an envelope addressed to her under the picture with a copy of the insurance policy as my backup plan. I'll post the original on the way to work today. It's not much, but at least I know the money will help her and my niece. It's time to head out to the old Kubler Street Gun Club. Not that I'm complaining or anything like that. I'm, I'm not. I'm really grateful to have the job. Or should I say I'm very grateful to have a job? They're so hard to come by. The Kubler Street Gun Club is in Silesia, in the Lyran sector of the Solaris city and is one of the protected establishments north of the river. It's a massive complex and is fairly new. Closest competition is the Ischler Weapon Shop on Boulder and Dusseldorf Street. Here we have two levels. The upstairs where most of the more refined clients go, basically the ones with a little cash who only want some legal action in one of the private shooting corridors or the markmanship range. Downstairs, where I work, for 500 an hour you can get a more expensive room, a nice jewel perhaps for a thousand an hour you can get a livelier target or other adaptations of your favorite games can be arranged for your convenience and pleasure this is where the real money is made with the games the Yakuza don't admit to the police know about them but as long as they're paid and the rules are followed everyone's happy then after you finish maiming blowing each other up and doing as much damage as possible I come in and do my job I'm the cleaning lady yes I specialize in picking up the broken bits, blood, entrails, other body parts that are left behind after the night's amusements. It's a living, but not a very good one. Before I reach my building, I turn from the main street and go into the alley. The air is heavy and picks up all the stench and odors from the river. Down both sides of the alley, a huge two-story high, heavy metal dumpsters sitting in a line, They look like mechs at rest, just waiting for someone to step in and activate them. I heave open the double steel-plated workers' entrance door on the side of the building. The light is dim in the narrow side corridor. The rain and mist seem to suck up any light and warmth. I slowly walk down the slippery, dank, grey cement staircase down to the second level. This isn't the door that the expert mech warriors or the young guns come in through. No. There are other entrances for them and their handlers, as well as the bookies and gamblers. The Yakuza make good money on this, and it's a respectable business. I think back to this afternoon and an earlier conversation that I had with my landlord. He told me that the rent was going up this year, and again next year too. Rent's going up. I can no longer afford it. There's nowhere else to go but what else can you expect on Solaris 7? What's going to happen to the little people? Every day, I see more and more of them on the street. The police just chase them from one end of town to the other. I don't matter. Not really. I don't have a voice in what's going on in the big world. But I'm free. I'm not indebted to anyone. I'm following the same example as my parents. They had gone to an early grave, but they were free. But today is today. And I have a job to do. I'm always early, something I pride myself on. I punch in my time card, just like clockwork. I smile at my silly joke. It's one that I use every once in a while when I need a smile. There is a manila envelope attached to my punch card. I nod to myself and smile as I open it. I notice that my hands are shaking. My long, slender fingers, now bony, dry and wrinkled, slip under the flap and open the envelope. I give it a cursory glance, I know what it is, I'm expecting it. I slip it into my pocket of my sweater. I've been fired, or more correctly, let go. My employment contract with the Kubler Street Gun Club has ended and is not being renewed. I let myself into the hide and seek arena where I am assigned this month. It's a large chamber set with false walls and ceilings. More of a maze actually. They use cement, stucco and brick to build it. Most of the walls are two stories high, resembling buildings on the outside with false roofs and floors. It looks real enough, except those streets are narrower than the ones outside. No vehicles except repair vehicles ever use it. No one lives there. Depending on the ordinance that's being used, they have to rebuild it fairly often but that's the price of doing this kind of business. i better hurry, clean and set it up for the next players. I take a quick walk through and look at the arena. It wasn't too bad this time. I get the large, grey rolling plastic garbage bin. Collect and dispose of all the items that I can identify, especially those that would rot, as well as any loose clothing, weapons and spent ammunition. The schedule shows there are only two players in today's game, an expert mech warrior, Howard, who has been playing for two years now, and a young gun by the name of Otis. They want an old-fashioned ordnance game. Real weapons for real men. No protective gear allowed. I've set up the arena with some items that can be used as targets. Other things I've left where they had fallen as natural obstacles. I always try to vary it a little. I especially like the clown I found a while ago in one of the neighboring dumpsters. It is perfect, with it's bright blue button eyes and a big red smile, I pin it up on a window ledge. It gives the area a special homey feel. It's taken me a long time to save up the powder and plastic from the dud ammunition. But today, I finally have enough and I'll have a front row seat when they blow it up the entire building. I'm pleased with my setup this evening. Especially the little clown that I've planted filled with explosives. I wonder who will detonate it, the mech warrior or the young gun. I've sent off the accident insurance policy to my sister. I'm ready to go upstairs and place a small bet as to the outcome of tonight's game. Just like all the regular folk, it's a first for me. Who knows? I might even get lucky and win. Well, hello everyone. Shrapnel here. Now, I know what you're all thinking. There were no mechs, no lasers, and no thrilling life-and-death shootouts in this week's tale. But, I dare you to stand there and tell me that that wasn't dark, gritty, dystopian at its best. We always look at the wars and mechs, but rarely do the individual lives of people get bought out to the front in Battletech. Unless they're royalty, or a major war hero. But, poor old Dara. he's. She's a plain salt-of-the-earth person who's just trying to make her way in life. And then when life gives her more lemons than she can handle, she snaps and decides to take the whole tree with her in a giant flaming ball of death. <laughs> I originally read this story and I debated whether to record it or not. But the more and more I thought about it, I decided it actually gives us a little peek into the, uh, the poo that is everyday life for someone in Battletech Universe. Unless you're racing around the galaxy in a mech, The poor sods like the med techs, the mech engineers, the servicemen and women, the cleaners. Can you imagine being the poor person that has to sluish out a former mech job or pick up AC-10 casings that have been left over? That would suck. Anyway, I hope you enjoyed this little slice of Dara's reality. I gave up trying to do a female voice. It's just not going to happen. Sorry. (laughs) But if you enjoyed this, please leave a thumbs up and drop a comment below. I always read and respond to them all. If you didn't like this, there's that other button. If you haven't already, please subscribe. really helps out the channel. And hit the bell icon to get notifications. I do one of these a week, but I'm thinking I might change my schedule. I don't want you guys to miss out. But more on that later. Next week, we'll be back to mechs and shooters. Promise. So, until then, I've been Shrapnel, and this is Battletopia Stories. Stay safe, everyone. Bye.